Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. And good day to everyone. And this is episode 10 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. And my name is Paul and the good looking fellow is William on the other side of the screen. This is episode 10. And today's episode, we want to talk about kind of what's happened last year with the market. It wasn't a good year for the investor, obviously. We want to talk today about what we should, what the investor should be thinking about for 2023. What should they be doing and so forth? And as I'm going to mention, 2022 was not a good year for the investor. Matter of fact, it was the seventh worst year since the 1920s. And I'm talking about U.S. numbers here. And not only was the stock market down, the bond market was down double digits. That's unprecedented. And real estate's down double digits. There was simply no place to hide last year. Virtually everyone's portfolio is on the negative side. And well, you know, well, what does that mean? Investors lose confidence, don't they? And well, it's it's natural for for investors. We become, I think, because we study this, we 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 read about yeah. this every day, Paul. So I don't know if I can speak for you, but I myself, I become kind of detached from this, a little unemotional from it, because I kind of know. Yes. What to expect. But for people who aren't in this every day, they don't do this for a living. It can become scary and they can make emotional decisions. Yeah. And we've seen that with our client base. The ones who often do best are the ones exactly as you say, who are detached, who are detached from things. And of course, what the emotionality of it means people can often do the wrong things. I'm looking at a chart from RBC that talks about how as the market decreased, last year, people increased their cash positions. It's now a huge, about 25%, according to RBC, of all investors is in cash. Now, that's almost the opposite of what you should be doing. As prices go down, you should really be buying more. But the yeah, like I like to think about it. If you like stocks are the only thing, Paul, where if the prices go down, people get scared more and they don't want yeah. to buy. It's like if if a refrigerator went on sale or something, you'd say, oh, great, I can buy it at a lower price now. But that doesn't happen with stocks for some reason. People think about stocks differently than they do with any other good. You know, they deal with it on a different basis. For example, when a client or someone comes into our office, we talk about it rationally, their risk level. And the client is rational. But when it actually happens, it's different. When you actually see it on your statement, it's natural human emotion. It's just, it's natural. It's nothing out of there. And if you're looking for an explanation on why this happened last year, the easiest answer is that this is just how the stock markets work. Uh, they don't go up every year. That would be great if they did. How they work. Historically, stock markets, we know long-term they provide 
for example, the S&P 500 long-term, it averages about 10% a year, but you don't earn exactly 10% a year. That's not how it goes. Usually you have really big up years, a few big down years. Occasionally there's a boring middle ground year in there. And so I think, Paul, if investors and people listening go back and look at what the stock market did the last few years, what happened last year begins to make a lot more sense. In 19, the S&P 500 was up over 31%. In 2020, it was up over 18%. In 2021, it was up over 28%. Three really great years. But then, of course, comes 2022. It's down 18%. Unfortunately, you, you can't earn double digits every year. It doesn't work that way. And you actually hit it right on the nose. Most years are not near the average. If the average return is 8 10%, the average year will not be that. The majority of years will be significantly higher and maybe about two-thirds of the time and maybe one-third of the time will be significantly lower. That's historically what's happened. But the good news, the good news moving forward is that since World War II, there have been only two times that there have been back-to-back negative numbers in U.S. equity returns. And that's for the S&P 500. Only two years since World War II. Now, that's not guaranteeing we're not going to have another down year. But historically, it's been very, very unlikely. And, you know, the way I would like to look at it, you know, markets are down. I bet everyone out there Everyone listening to us today has gone through a period as an investor to to look back and think about something like, geez, you know, I should have put more money into the market in that year. It's so obvious. Markets were down. I should have put more money in and I didn't earn as much because of it. So you could almost look at this time right now as one of those potential periods where look at markets are down substantially from eight, nine months ago. This is probably a decent time to start putting your money back. And even slowly, even over a number of months, you're probably going to be buying at a good price. In three, four, five years, you're going to look back and go, hey, I'm very, very happy about what Yeah, I- it's easy to get caught up and say this is never going to turn around. Except, again, if you look at it rationally, it has every other time in history. If you're buying stocks, if you're buying bonds, you're basically just betting on the continued progress of humanity long-term. And yes. I'm an optimistic yes. guy. I think that's going to continue happening. There's going to, there's always going to be bad things. We're going through a war in Ukraine right now. Um, there's always going to be bad things happening. But the stock market, that, that's no different than what's happened in history before. And the stock market's always gone up. There's always a reason to sell. By the way, historically, I've, I've looked at data on this. Optimistic people tend to do better with their investment portfolio. And the reason is simple. The market goes up about two-thirds of the time and down about one-third. We know what? If you ever went to a casino and you had odds that you're going to win two-thirds of the time, you'd become very, very wealthy very, very quickly. So those are fantastic odds. You just need to have patience. And like like Buffett says, you know, his, his manta is... Be fearful when others are greedy. So when markets are skyrocketing, start to become fearful. And when others are fearful, 
be greedy. And I, I think um, that is a fantastic long-term way of looking at this. Yeah, I'm going to jump in there and give you just some double Buffett uh, content here. This is one of my I know you like your Buffettology. Great. Okay. So we're talking about like how how bad things are always happening and there's always a reason not to buy. There's always a reason to be pessimistic. This is from one of his old shareholder letters. And he says, in the 20th century, the United States endured two world wars and other traumatic and expensive military conflicts. The depression, a dozen or so recessions and financial panics, oil shocks, a flu epidemic, and the resignation of disgraced president. Yet the Dow rose from 66 points to 11,497 points. Yeah, and, you know, and there's other things you want to look at that are advantageous right now. For example, and by the way, I got to apologize. The music is from the intercoastal waterway here. So let's just forget about that. We've got some things we're going for. In other words, a year and a half ago, bond yields were maybe 1%. Now, short-term bonds are being 4 and 5%. So that bond portion of your portfolio is earning a decent yield. You didn't have that a year, year and a half ago. Stock yields, for example, right now, the Canadian banks are averaging four and a half, four point eight seven percent That's a great yield. Remember, too, when markets are down, the anticipated or projected long-term future returns increase. So again, yeah, valuations are way better than, than they were before. I quoted earlier how much the stock market went up the last few years, but it was probably too much than was warranted by what was valued by the underlying businesses. So now valuations are a lot better than they were before. Yeah. And of course, some, some key things to consider. You always want to control what you can control. Don't try and control the things you can't control. You can't control the stock market. You can't control taxes. You can't. So don't bother. But control the things you can't. In other words, you can control whether you have an up-to-date retirement plan so you know where you are financially. You know what type of income you can derive later on. You, you can control the risk level in your plan, how much risk you're taking, what is are, could happen in the worst possible years and what's likely to happen in the great years. So those are the main things that you can control. By all means, control them. Yeah. Don't control the things that you can't. You can't control what the stock market's going to do next year, unfortunately. Again, you know it's going to go up long term, but you can't predict or control short term movements and unexpected things. One of my favorite things right now, there's all these, I see all these newsletters and news stories about predictions for 2023. All I can tell you is most of those will not end up happening. If you look back to the start of 2022 and you were trying to predict what would happen last year, probably wouldn't have predicted a war in Ukraine, probably wouldn't have predicted interest rates rising as much as they did. So again, like you said, Paul, focus on what you can control. And that's that's going to lead you. If you do that, if you have your plan and you stick to it, and you adjust it accordingly, you're going to do fine. Again, all of the investor greats, they all say the same thing. One of the key things is having patience and having a long-term perspective. The same as if you're investing any in any business or real estate. No one invests in real estate to make a quick buck in a year, because that's just speculation. And that's not what we're here to do. We're out here to speculate. Sounds good, Paul. Well, Let's you. wrap it up for today. Thanks, everyone. If you have any questions, uh, just email us at info at Check out our episode next week. We'll be on RSPs. We're entering RSP season, so you're not going to want to miss that. Thanks, no, everyone, and, uh, and we'll chat soon. 
just want one more thing for the RSP show. We're going to talk about when you can use it and some lesser known strategies that a lot of you, I bet, haven't thought of. So we'll see everyone next week. Well said. Good teaser. Bye, Paul. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.